Welcome to Colney Talk Podcast. Hello, folks. How are you doing? I hope your week is going well. You are listening to Colney Talk Podcast, a bite-sized show. I'm your host, Alex. New listeners, thank you for joining. And to my returning listeners, glad to have you back. As usual, I'll be discussing my top three players in the game and the other guy below levels of quality, sharpness, and not-so-good performance. Arsenal played at Stamford Bridge, one that usually promises to be quite a game. A full house, so, so many tensions. I mean, the sentiments leading up to the game, you know, with the little show-off commercials that they had, Aubameyang playing against Arsenal for the first time, there was just so much leading up to this game. And to be quite frank, I was I was nervous, not sure what to expect. Typically, from the, in the past, how full of disappointment that we kind of get. But nevertheless, nerves were still there. They were present. And I, I'm sure that that was the same for so many of the Arsenal fans. As soon as the kickoff... I was not keen on our formation or how quick we would storm out the blocks or our lineup. I mean, uh, yes, our lineups, you know, was a very important piece to really ensure that we are really intact and how strong we really want to enforce ourselves in the game. But I was more focused on the confidence in our passes because we know how much we dominate. We know how much we stay strong in our formation and our poise as we start the games. But you know, just that focus on the passes, how how quick we could cut through Chelsea's lines at will, very crisp, swift, you know, just having so much more intelligence with the ball and how we move the intent, the positions to the next receiver. You could see it. Everybody was alive in this game. And that made it difficult for Chelsea to gain some control, at least in the first 10, 15 minutes in the game. I loved how that set the tone. It gave a good sense of how we usually play, but this is on a different level because this is Chelsea, at least the quality team, and doing this kind of really raises everyone's level. But Chelsea got right into the game shortly after in the 11th minute in the first half. I just love the intelligence of Arsenal's passes from the back and how their fluidity neutralizes the Chelsea's pressure. It was Arsenal's mission to block the channels to Mason Mount and it, t- it really took effect because those were really crucial ways of how we would play and nullify your threat. Arsenal kept Chelsea stretched in this in this tactics and that made it a bit unsettling to regain possession and cover vulnerable pockets in your midfield and the back line. I really enjoyed that part of the game because we know exactly how that expectation of our play will, will unfold. But at least holding on to this format, this tactics to close out certain channels to really take effect of how certain things wouldn't really help Chelsea regain some of their momentum into the game in that first half because they're playing at home and how they want to at least impose themselves and sort of help sustain how much we would continue to put that pressure in Chelsea. You know, it, it was really good. While at this level in the first half, I liked our level of courage in the game. As the game just continues to go on, I just don't understand the free passes, you know, Kukurea gets on Saka. I mean, this narrative, so to speak, that they think when we talk about how how Saka is treated unfairly by these refs just feels like 
just it's just absurd it's so absurd because the way they play him the way they attack him the way they kick at him is just something needs to be done it needs to be said right now i am an arsenal fan there is that there is no bias saying this because this is something clearly for everyone to see the way he's played the way they manage him is just not right i mean saka he's growing stronger he kept he keeps getting stronger but does not mean he should be you know referee differently because kokorea had a lot of those on saka and um i just don't like it bias aside there are no law of averages in foul management about this there isn't and this has to stop at least we continue to talk about this but i don't want to talk about it in the ter- in terms of every game not being fairly refereed like any other player it's just not right but i know he gets a lot of the attention there are so many things that were done in the past so that aside we were playing really well moving the ball but once we got into chelsea's box that's where we saw most of our weaknesses we couldn't do so much you know moving the ball passing getting to the final third getting into their box we couldn't really score i mean some of it, a good a good number of that reason is has a lot to do with chelsea's defense but there was just so much of a crowd we didn't have that fluidity and you know decisive movements in the box easy to say no but there is that difference and it shouldn't be that way when we get into chelsea's box it shouldn't be that way when we get to in, into the opponent's box in the second half the balance of play was in arsenal's favor along with set pieces and a goal it was really good performance and you know decision making overall loved seeing rob holden protocol initiated in the end there desire tenacity partnerships it was all there i mean i loved the game it was full of nerves but i'm so happy we came out with the win it was just sort of such a wonderful moment to enjoy and see we get that win out of you know stanford bridge so for that my top three players that jumped out for me in the game i'll be honest i struggled picking out two out of my three top candidates because most majority of the players played really well as i mentioned everyone raised the level it was quite a good feeling watching these players how they kept being together maintaining that same chemistry in the bike line coming back in the fence it was beautiful so that being said my top three players martinelli first off golfing class just takes command with the ball his movement at the end of the box and the crosses he puts in so electric causing chelsea players problems i mean like you've not heard that before but it's excellent acceleration with the ball at his feet he helps to contribute a lot or in and around the edge of the box and i just continue loving loving that he's just a beast and his levels just keep growing i mean i can't speak enough of him sometimes the way i describe him you would think i'm talking about jesus who who was way more experienced than him but no he just continues to do so much. My second player, uh, Saliba, incredible defender today. He was like a locksmith in this game. I mean, he was on full display and attention to detail. He was tethered to Aubameyang. Like, Aubameyang couldn't do anything. He barely had heard his name. I mean, he he had a few just little chances, but nothing was happening. He locked him down. Chelsea were dangerous at times, but Saliba was there to disrupt the final shot. He read the ball very well. The movements, the passes, he cleared up so many crosses and passes in Arsenal's final th- third. And he played with so much confidence. I mean, we talk so much 
about how good he is, but adding this other attention to detail in a game like this with high intensity, so much pressure, so much of uh, like that whole vibe of what was going to happen. The stakes were high in this game because it's it, these are two big teams coming to play. And again, as I mentioned, with the history with some with players like Aubameyang that maybe wanted, wanted to send a message or do something like I said with all the commercials and the things and and all this social you know um, campaigns that they had leading up to this game just added more fuel to the fire so having Saliba just stay really sharp and the rest of the team that was really beautiful and my third player was Saka he was another player on fire on fire in the game Despite how much Korea tried to cause so much of a disruption to him or his emotions or how he would play, that didn't do anything. I mean, Saka was a major catalyst in Arsenal's attack. He's He's been there before. He still is. He's one of those outlets when it comes to the attack, and he did do that. He was very hard to contain. He played a hell of a game. Korea had a lot to deal with in this game. He was not. He just, this was not any other player, and I really loved watching that. And I can confidently say I have no other guy today. Everyone tightened up for the most part. I'd be lying if I didn't say Odegaard needs to add more edge to his game because he has it in his locker. He, you can see several flashes and you can see when he drops in his quality of how he plays, which he didn't do in this game, by the way. It, it, it tells, it speaks of that that it, what he speaks of that quality missing and there is potential for Odgaard to really l raise his level he has that and I'm sure he's going to do that but nothing nothing to take away with smart crosses and pockets to be but the game was calling for him to add more terror like Saka and Martinelli did his quick fit could do so much damage and sh he should have scored anyway Anyway, I'm extremely happy with the win. I'll take that anytime, regardless. So, folks, that's a wrap for another bite size. Martinelli, Saliba, Saka make up my top three players, and no other guy in the game today. I'm really glad. I'm I'm always happy when I say that. I hope you enjoyed. Please share with your friends and subscribe. We move on to our next game. Thanks for listening. See you on the next one. Take care and bye bye. <laughs>